This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 9.18 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Jensen. Let's get a quick update on how the FBM KLCI is doing. Doing badly. Well, not badly, just marginally badly when it opened at 9 a.m. It is now down 0.4%. 1,475 points. Rest of the markets also somewhat mixed as we speak this morning. Okay, well, the FBM KLCI did pretty well in November. It rose by nearly 4% for the month, buoyed by a softer tone from the Fed, as well as more clarity from our recently concluded elections. But the recently concluded results season was pretty mixed. Among the large-cap sectors, banks' earnings clearly delivered stronger profits and was lifted by the series of OPR hikes this year. And now that the cabinet is in place, the direction of the market in December and moving into 2023 will also hinge on the tabling of a new budget, addressing of subsidies and other fiscal reforms. How then should investors be thinking about their portfolios moving into the final month of 2022 and of course for 2023 as well? And should they be positioning for a year-end rally? And what sectors and stocks should they be adding? For some thoughts on this, we have on the line with us Alexander Chia, Regional Head of Research at RHB Investment Bank. Alex, good morning. Now, how did the companies under your coverage perform during the third quarter financial year 2022 reporting period? Which sectors performed better and um, which saw earnings upgrades as well as the vice versa? Uh, Morning. Uh, Thanks for having me on the call. Uh, I think the third quarter reporting season uh, wasn't too bad. Um, I think it was a reflective was reflective of the follow through momentum from the reopening of the broader economy from uh, a couple of quarters ago. Uh, but I think in terms of uh, sectors that outperformed, uh, they include uh, banks, oil and gas, auto and property. Um, and this was offset by um, plantations, media, construction, gaming, healthcare, gloves and basic materials that missed expectations. And Alex, uh, more importantly, what was the broad guidance from management of companies, sorry, moving to 2023, given strong expectations of an impending slowdown or a recession? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, generally, at, as at the end of the September quarter, um, you know, the managements that uh, we spoke to generally were somewhat tentative about giving uh, firm guidance uh, for uh, 2023. Um, and I think that is a reflection of uh, the uncertainties that we are being faced with. And I think most uh, corporates will would prefer to uh, obviously give uh, uh, firmer guidance uh, when they release their full year results. But that will only happen uh, sometime in, in February for the most part. Uh, but I think it, it's also reflective that... Um, you know that uh, a lot of the banks, uh, you know, that we we met with, uh, are look actually looking to maintain uh, their preemptive provisions that um, you know that that's been built up over the last year or so, and that really underscores uh, their caution in terms of what uh, we can expect from a uh, from the macro environment uh, going into 2023. So, Alex, is this uh, headwinds or at least the conservatism that we are seeing from the corporates driven by domestic or more regional global factors? Is it mainly due to the Fed just raising interest rates or is it just a slowdown here in Malaysia as well? Well, I mean, we, we don't live, uh, we know we, we can't, um, you know, exist in, a, in, a, in a, an island and mm. uh, not be affected by uh, global macro events. Um, and uh, and clearly, you know, the, the caution here uh, reflects, um, you know, that you know we all we all live in the in the in, and operate in the same kind of uh, business world 
um, concurrently. So um, I think uh, going forward, uh, the the idea here is that um, uh, you know the first half of 2023 at least um, looks to be a relatively shaky one. Um, you know there will you know so so corporates are actually looking um, you know more short term. Um, you know, in terms of what, um, you know, how their businesses will be affected. But of course, markets uh, are slightly different in the sense that uh, markets are supposed to be more forward looking. Uh, and therefore, uh, you know, when, when we look at how uh, share prices perform, um, it's really a reflection of uh, forward expectations. And um, what are your thoughts in terms of um, how investors view the new government? From your round of roadshows with local and foreign institutional investors, what has been the feedback? Are they positive? And what kind of reforms do they want to see? Look, I mean, the you know, the, the unity government is uh, a, another label for a government of compromise, right? So, uh, so essentially, when you get a, a, a cabinet of compromise, um, you know, then, you know, that's really only uh, something to be expected. And I think, um, you know, this shouldn't have come as a surprise to 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 the market. Um, you know, I think generally, uh, you know, if you look at that, how the, the, the markets are, are performing today, I mean, it's, it's really, it's somewhat neutral. Uh, I think more important uh, going forward is um, how the this new unity government and this new unity cabinet um, is going to be able to show that it can cohesively work together uh, and the kind of uh, policies and reforms uh, that uh, it is going to it's going to have to come out with in order to um, you know improve the situation going forward. I think that's more important um, you know and and we'll, we'll, I think that remains to be seen. but I think uh, the government needs to be given time um, you know to, to have a chance to actually do what it's supposed to do. And Alex, are you advocating any short-term tactical strategies such as positioning ahead for a year-end rally or window dressing? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, our, our you know, we are, I'm a fundamental analyst, right? So our calls are more slightly more long-term in nature. Um, the the near-term moves, um, you know, I, I I would you know you would have to look at at technicals for that. But I think going forward into uh, into 2023, I think in terms of positioning. Um, I think if you know if you know we've been relatively uh, cautious, um, you know, on on the markets um, through uh, much of this year, um, you know, and I think uh, the way uh, markets have uh, uh, reacted this year have have really borne out uh, our view. Uh, but I think right now a couple of um, factors, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, happening uh, that really gives us. Um, more reasons to be less pessimistic. I would I would say that that's the best way of putting it. Mm. Um, number one, you've got um, the Fed, where you know the the Fed funds rate looks like it's close to peaking. Uh, I think in the next quarter, uh, the Fed will have done the bulk of the heavy lifting in terms of raising rates. Uh, that's number one. Um, you know, number number two, the you know that there is uh, ex expectation that um, you know inflationary pressures are close to peaking. Uh, number three. Um, you know, I think in China, uh, the reopening story there, it's a question of uh, when and not if. And of course, uh, number four, we've got, uh, the, you know, the, the, the situation locally where uh, political, uh, you know, politics are a little bit more clear. Uh, uh, you know, that we've got a bit more clarity right now. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, the, the you know, we, we will see some stability and allow this new government to actually put through the policies that need to be to to be implemented. 
So, uh, you know, all, all in, I would say that, um, you know, while, while we should still exercise some caution going into 2023, um, I think, um, you know, investors will be more inclined to look through um, this tough period that we're going to see in the next couple of quarters and to position, um, you know, for a, uh, a better outlook in, in, the, in the medium in the medium term. So, Alex, as usual, the trillion-dollar question, what are your top picks then? And uh, similarly, what would you avoid? Right. Um, I think uh, we've got uh, underweight on um, on the gloves. Um, you know, clearly the worst isn't over yet, uh, given the oversupply situation. Um, but for the sectors that we are bullish on, uh, they include uh, banks, uh, oil and gas, uh, healthcare, uh, renewables, and some selected uh, consumer names. Do you have any change in your earnings and KLCI target for 2022 and 2023? Right. Um, we've, we've left our year-end uh, 2022 KLCI target at 1510. That's unchanged. Um, it's a pre, I mean, given that we're less than a month away from the year-end, uh, that, that's a pretty academic number anyway. Uh, but we haven't published our 2023 uh, forecast yet. Uh, but for 2023, in terms of uh, earnings growth, we're looking at uh, mid-single digit. Okay, Alex, we aren't going to let you go so easily. You have to give us your top three picks, stock picks, please. Okay, uh, we like um, CIMB. Uh, we also like um, Telecom Malaysia, and um, we would be looking at some of the uh, consumer names uh, like uh, Farm Fresh. All right, Alex, thanks very much for speaking to us. That was Alexander Chia, Regional Head of Research at RHB Investment Bank, giving us his take on the outlook for the FBM KLCI and some of the top picks for uh, for for him. Yeah, so to the, the message is be a little bit more optimistic about 2023. The worst should be behind us, especially when it comes to the tightening of the monetary policy. So his top picks in Malaysia, CIMB, Telecom Malaysia, Farm Fresh, I think uh, those three names I cornered him into giving us... <laughs> It is 9.28 in the morning. We're heading into the 9.30am news bulletin. And then after that, on Pressing Matters, we'll be discussing recommendations for the new government on press freedom and freedom of expression issues. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.